Welcome to the More Sense Than Dollars podcast. We're your hosts, Nick and Harry. Hello, listeners. And hello, Nick. We're back for another one. How are you doing today? I'm ready to talk about professional growth, career growth. Oh, that doesn't sound too exciting. But it is. Because yeah, should you should you stay or should you leave? When it's a tough decision. It is. We're ta- when we're talking about personal finance, one of the biggest pieces is going to be your job, right? That's where most of your income is coming from. And so making a, a job change, a career change is a big part. It's going to affect your personal finances and your life in a big way. So we wanted to yep. touch on that. Obviously, there's there's a cap to how much most people are likely going to make, but there there literally is a hard cap on how low you can bring your expenses. Um, even if you cut out everything, right, to zero is the lowest no, that's you a good get your point. expenses. Like, you know, most of the increase in disposable income is going to come from raises, more promotions, money. Yeah. and changing companies. So can only cut so much. We talked, a, we had an episode on negotiating once you get the offer, but this is like a step back from that, which is deciding if I want to make more money or do I really want to make more money, uh, what should I do? Do I try a new company or try to make something happen at the one I'm at? So, Yeah, and we talked, uh, I think we, we talked in that one about a few triggers or some, you know, things that could happen that yes, should be should. suggestions mm-hmm. to look elsewhere. But I don't think we didn't really focus in on how much more you can make or how much more earning potential right. you have by job hopping. And so I think that's really the case we're making here when you should, when you shouldn't. But first I'm going to steal your line. Oh, you got, you're doing it first. We got to get to the highs and lows. Okay. So what do you got? All right. High is going to be, uh, I've had some luck with some of the wants budget, um, both on stocks and some, some sports betting. Um, had some wins there. I, I knew as I knew as soon as they brought it to New York, you're. I, I was in. Yeah. Low is gonna be. Can inflation be a low? I just don't like how how expensive everything is lately. I've, yeah. I've noticed my salads from chopped and sweet green are going up. It's already a lot to pay for a salad, but little things, uh, groceries, and I'm I'm noticing price increases in a lot more places. I'm not going to stop going. I'm just going to complain about it a little more because it's yeah. $2 more. But what do you got? What are your highs and lows? Highs and lows. So my high is that Oregon has a bit of a unique situation with their um, when there's a tax surplus. And if that surplus is greater than 2%, more than 2% over estimates, some percentage of it gets returned back to the taxpayers. So That's I... Pretty cool. uh, yeah, I had no idea about that. I found a bunch of news articles afterwards, so I'm not sure how I missed it at the time either. But it more than offset the tax hit I have for the capital gains taxes that I owe. Nice. And then on the low, um, I guess this is sort of a good low to have in that it's an expense for something I'm, I'm excited about. Starting to plan a little more seriously for Nicole and I's move back to the East Coast. So super excited to be back on the East Coast, moving back to New York. Um, but the costs with, can't with wait. moving. And- but yeah, just starting to realize like 
I've accumulated a lot of, I didn't move out here with any furniture and, and now I, I do have some furniture I'd think I'd like to keep and we have a dog now. And, you know, when we drove cross country the first time, it was just Nicole's stuff. So now we have you know, a couple's <laughs> worth of stuff and furniture and a dog. And so it's going to cost, you know, it's going to cost some money, but it'll be worth it. Worth it. So one thing about job changes when we first started talking about this is uh, and researching is that it's it's more of a recent thing right to not stay at the same company uh when we say like people used to stay at companies longer that's pretty much all of the what 20th century was like that right it's only yeah been recently that people only stay at a company for a few years yeah let's say if you're in you know if you're in your 20s or or early 30s so if you're sort of in that millennial or um gen z range your grandparents probably are very used to the standard for them was to work at one place for most of your adult life yeah you put in your time you collected your pension or you you put in the time to qualify for the pension and that was that was your life plan it was simpler i guess there's pros and cons but it's hard to argue that it wasn't simpler seems like there was more loyalty on both sides right the company invested more in the employee and there were pensions and more upward mobility and promotions and the so the employee stayed longer it's it's yeah. really not that way anymore yeah and so I, and I think there's there's pros and cons to it like i said and it could be obviously we all have our own biases although i think i would prefer the current paradigm and how uh, the job market works. But anyway, what I'm trying to get to is that there is this generational divide in the U.S. between the sort of old style of loyalty to the company, you're a company man, company person, and that was it. There wasn't a lot of job hopping. Um, loyalty to the company was important. And there's definitely been a transition to what we have today. Which is some people will stay for a few years at a time, but on average, more than a few years at any one company starts to become a long time (laughs) where to really maximize your income, you're not getting the same raises within the same company that you used to get to keep up with standard of living or or your cost of living. So the reality is in today's job market, unless you are switching jobs every few years or at least a few times a decade, you are probably significantly hurting your earning yeah. potential. That's just on average. That's just the fact. Like some companies might be an exception and, you know, give double digit raises per year, but that's just, that's going to be an exception. It's, it's not the rule. Try to separate your feelings about how things should be and how things are. Doesn't mean you don't work towards or you can't work towards how things should be or how you want them to be and don't don't give up on your views but it is important at the same time to acknowledge and recognize the current system you're working in and make that work to your advantage when you have a performance review and raises come with that i think expectations the the way you set your expectations towards that raise decides I don't know whether you're going to be happy and stay yep. or or leave because I've been in that position where, you know, I feel like I did a good job that year 
and you're expecting, you know, five, ten percent increase, and the company comes back with very little, maybe a few percent, if that, you yep. feel undervalued, and that's when I would start looking for something else. <laughs> yeah, totally, and, and that and that's a common thing I see show up, you know, both amongst people I know, friend groups, and and what people I know post on social media and just more broadly speaking what I see as some trends or, or some attitudes people have about current job market and current like corporate world I guess and right that those those annual raises that don't even keep up with inflation yeah come up a lot and you know I think it's important to call out like they are bullshit it feels right? like an like, insult like, yeah, and you are like you are effectively losing money if you don't get that annual raise that keeps the up. The price of everything else in your life is going up higher than your salary, right? So right. that's what so, Nick means. Is like you're actually, it's almost like you're taking a pay cut. Yeah, raise and so I think up. it's important to acknowledge again, like I was saying, that isn't necessarily okay, but adjusting your expectations and how you are game planning or financially planning can take that into account and adjust your expectations. So instead of, you mean, instead of saying like, okay, every year I'm just going to be given a big raise, you may have to do a little bit more work and say, okay, if I want to have a big increase in my salary every few years, I'm either going to have to advocate for myself really heavily and ask for a raise, or I'm going to have to leave and, and make a jump. That's That's the way to do it. The way I look at at these things is, okay, every every two to three years, I'll get a 15, 20% raise by moving companies. And even if I only get a two, three, 4% raise on the years in between at those jobs, if you smooth that out over... Averaging out over the few years, yeah, you are yeah, still Yeah, that, that is like a very nice, sizable raise every, you know you're on a constant steady climb yes. if that's the reality. And so sort of adjusting and recognizing maybe going into a job, okay, like worst case scenario, this is my base for the next few years. Might not get too much of a raise year to year, but this was a 20% jump from the job I started three years ago. And now this is my new baseline for the next 20% jump I'm going to look for in two or three years from now. That is a, I think when you're getting that raise or lack of, that's a good time because performance reviews are usually once or twice a year at your company. Those are good times to take that step back, I think, and decide, am I happy here? And that's, that's a subjective question, but happy here can be a lot of things, right? It's, it's going to depend a, on what makes you happy. The money is going to be a big part of it, but sometimes other things are worth more than the money, right? Like maybe work-life balance. Yeah, work-life balance. Not having to work so many hours. Hours, flexibility. Really liking the, the people you work with. Like having a yeah, great team. Yeah, or, or really boss. liking what you're working on. Yep, yeah. You know, there's... Um, I think we've we're both in fields where the skills are very transferable across different companies yep. um, you know in IT or sales but I, I know people that are in like STEM STEM fields and the research they're doing 
that like they're really into their current employer might be the only place that's doing mm-hmm. that type of research. And so you you can definitely find yourself in these niche fields or situations where yeah, maybe you could make more money somewhere else even if it's technically the same role, but you would be doing substantially different work. And so maybe you you've made the decision to take that pay cut because what you're currently working on is too cool to pass up. It's worth yeah, it could be worth liking what you're doing. So that's that's the decision you have to come to uh, on your own is at what point does the money outweigh or the lack of increase in salary outweigh the other benefits that you have at that company. Does that make yeah. sense? Am I saying that right? Like, I, It's, it's I a cost-benefit between the, the money and all of the other non-money things. Yeah, totally. And that even that money thing isn't just salary, right? You're looking yeah. at overall compensation. So there's, you know, 401k match, maybe maybe some of the benefits have monetary value. If they're if they're providing you lunch every day, think about how much you would spend on lunch across a work year. You know, that that that's probably several thousand dollars that's not showing up in your salary, but you're still Those are some up things in the yeah, that's like the non-salary um compensation i think we talked a little bit about that in the negotiation episode that you should pay attention to when you're if you're interviewing because you know they may not have all the benefits and perks even though it's more salary you may actually overall be making a little bit less so everything we've said so far can be summed up as if you are planning to maximize your compensation so whether that's just the salary or the whole package you are probably going to be changing jobs every two to three years that should sound that should be your default stance as you look forward through the rest of your career and there's going to be some uncomfortableness with that yes which is having to make new friends at a new company right having to learn a new product or a new role um yeah so maybe commute i don't know yeah maybe here we we go through a little bit of that cost benefit analysis. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's there's definitely some reasons you should stay. There's good reasons to stay, I should say, and there's bad reasons to stay. What's a bad reason to stay? We talked about good reasons to stay. Yeah, we've we've talked about the good reasons. Obviously, like yeah, if you're getting sizable promotions. I I've I've had unexpectedly large promotions from an employer who recognized the value in the work I was doing and sort of uh rewarded that without being asked. So Obviously, if you are being paid well, if your compensation is increasing, you're not being paid less than new people starting at your role. Obviously, those are all reasons to stay. So bad reasons to stay. And these are, I think all of these are ones I've heard people use as reasons to stay at their job in person. One of them is the social circle. And I I would... I don't want to leave my friends. Yeah, I generally... And again, this is one of those personal parts of personal finance but all it's well and dandy if if i become friends with people through work but i don't necessarily want to it you know it happens sometimes i don't explicitly avoid it but (laughs) i don't necessarily attribute value to opportunities for friendship at my workplace it's also you'll you'll stay friends with the ones who are actually friends who it's not just convenient to and you'll make new friends at the new company 
I sound now I sound like a parent with like a kid moving. You'll make new know, friends yeah. at the new school. schools. Yeah, yeah. but you but will. It's like, very yeah. similar. It's very it's very similar, and I, I think people the these patterns come up throughout life. But I think when we get older, we um, it's less of a big deal because you've done it before, maybe. Or I I, w- I was actually going to say people treat it like more of a big deal because they're adults and don't want to acknowledge that this is at like this is the same situation oh, as like yeah, going yeah, from yeah. middle That's school to high side, school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, it, it is somewhat of a personal decision. Maybe you're someone who places a lot more value or weight in that is something to consider. But generally I would say, especially if you are struggling financially, like if you're in a position where- You'll have more where, money to do things with your friends if you get right. <laughs> a raise. Yeah, and again, <laughs> some of this comes down to, and I, I think- I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but you don't need to keep climbing either. And so, and that part that that's part of the decision making process here is: Do you want to keep climbing? Like, do you need to keep making more money? Do you want to be making more money? Maybe you're okay with where you're at. You have a really great group of people at work. You like your job. You're not all that interested in making more mm. money. You're comfortable. Yeah. It might be worth it to stay. All of this is assuming that, that you do want to climb. Yeah. If, but if, if you, you are struggling, you know, if you are not able to hit the 50, 30, 20 in your budget because your needs are way out of whack, then staying at a lower paying job because you like the people there better is a harder trade off mm-hmm. to make. Then, you know, at, at that point, that at least for me, that becomes a non-factor if you actually need to be making more money to make ends meet. Another one I hear a lot is like, I know how to do this job or I'm good at this job. Yes. But at, when you started that job, you weren't. And the same thing yep. is true for the next place you go. You you know, you learn how to do it and you get good at it and you'll be making more money for it. Yep. And I think that it's, um, you know, it's a facet of imposter syndrome, I think, where yep. it's like, People think about they think back and they know they they know they have gotten way better at the job they currently have while they've been in that position, but they they don't look at that as evidence of their capability for <laughs> growth. Yeah. It's like oh I like I got lucky. I'm and, never gonna find this again. Yeah yeah like I, I'm never gonna have the same type of growth if I go somewhere else. Like I got really lucky here. For most people, that, that's not the case. Like you, you are going to go through the same process of growth and development in the new role somewhere else. So the first thing to do with all of this is make that you got to make that decision of like, hopefully, listening to this episode, you're all deciding: Am I happy with the money that I'm making now? Could I be making more elsewhere? If you're happy, that's cool. Like if you if you're good with where you're at, but. I have a feeling a lot of people could be making more elsewhere and we tell ourselves excuses. I've done it on on why to stay because I don't feel like updating my resume. I don't yep. feel like going on those interviews. Um, all those annoying parts. I've never regretted doing that after the fact. But yeah, same. It's, it's annoying during it. So yeah. Newton Newton's laws there. The object at rest stays at rest. Object the comfortability. Stays motion. Yeah, it but, happens. It Happens when men, like if you're especially even if you've if you've been somewhere who's like job hopped every two years and then you have like a five, six, seven year stint somewhere, 
it can be tough to go yes. back. Like it's like, oh, like I'm I'm used to this. This is pretty easy. You know what gets me though is what gets me willing to do that is look at the market. Like look at the glass door or the salaries or yeah, job postings for what else is out there, and you may see like the uh, salary ranges are a lot higher than what you're currently making, and you might be underpaid. And so then it's like, oh wow, I'm actually giving up a lot by staying at my current. Yeah, company. because would, for for any given role, the the market average price for that role is probably increasing faster than the company is. That's a good way to put raises. it. Yeah. Right. So the market is willing to pay more, and so just just by virtue of that, you start falling behind, and you can reset that by getting a new job somewhere else take the plunge don't be afraid if you go through this and the situation is right you could be getting a lot more than what you're making it could be a better role a better title better office location better commute if any of those apply to the situation apply you don't even have to take the job by seeing what else is out there you could just interview and have the conversation something else people don't want to go if they're not 100% sure they want to leave, they don't want to go through the effort of leaving without actually leaving. But it it's that's okay if you're no if that's okay if you know what you're sacrificing by taking that position. I've had a few situations where uh, a recruiter reaches out and I'm like, ah, "I'm pretty happy where I am." And I have the conversation and it's like, "Whoa, it's a lot more money and a much better role and I went up leaving." <laughs> so Yep. That was, that was actually that was going to be my last point too <laughs> is that like my my last role, you know, I have a habit of ignoring the recruiters that reach out on LinkedIn yeah. and you know, the the situation was right and I I You're like, ah, it doesn't hurt to have listened. a conversation, right?" Yeah, right. I was like, "Oh, it can't hurt." Like I, I was planning on staying at my pl- my current place, but things are really in flux. They're bringing in a whole new management team. Like it, it's going to feel like I'm starting over here anyway. I might as well hear them out. And it's been a great move. You know, it, it worked yeah. out great for me. So even, you know, if you're at a point in your career where you are getting contacted by recruiters, you know, you might not even need to do the actual outreach and search no, update, and you should still your- research and get an idea of what going rates are. Yes. But they may come to you. Turn your keep your LinkedIn's updated first of all and turn on the open to jobs. You can turn on open to jobs without your current company seeing it so that recruiters can reach out to you. And I would encourage everyone to do that cuz you know, passively you might get a good offer that comes in. Yeah, and one more tip on that that I, that I have tried to be better about and I, I could still be better, but I have in the, over the last five or six years tried to be much better about keeping my LinkedIn up to date on a rolling basis. Yeah. While because what, what happened. Yeah. Where it's like, don't wait until you're job searching two years into the role to start filling out what your current role is mm-hmm. on LinkedIn. And I, this might be paranoia on my part, but it, it always felt weird to me like to be connected with my boss on LinkedIn and I've been totally inactive for the two years I've worked there. And then all of a sudden yeah, I yeah, start yeah, making yeah, yeah. everything look nice. Just keep it updated as you go and the, the recruiters will see it and they may offer you something a lot better than what you have. So don't be afraid to make the jump. We've done it a bunch of times each and we're okay and happier for it. So best of luck to everyone who coming out of this episode decides to go on the job hunt. Hope there's something better for you out there. And let us know if you have any questions about, you know, 
our job hunt or searches or anything like that. And or if you have other reasons, other other yeah, motivations yeah, yeah. that you've left or other motivations that totally. you've uh, you've used to stay somewhere, always good to exchange perspectives. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Please uh, follow us, subscribe on wherever you Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen, and uh, tune into the next one. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to the More Sense Than Dollars podcast.